Welcome to Life with Zan. I'm your host and friend, Zan Farrow. This podcast was designed to celebrate how each of us breathe life into our own little corners of the world. Whether through work or play, it is my hope to honor the process and encourage others to do the same. Welcome to Life with Zan. Hello, hello, and welcome back. We are in what is technically the final episode of 2021, except it's coming out in 2022. And that was just me giving myself a little extra grace this year and a little less focus right on that new year week. And this will come out Thursday, January 6th. So this is us well into the new year. We're hitting our stride and starting a whole new chapter. I know the idea of starting something new isn't, you know, as exciting for everyone, but I'm a big fan. And a big part of planning for the new year was all around the topic of clarity. This was our last connected session topic of the year. And I really wanted to work with this word and see how I think my initial interpretation of it comes up and share how I'm choosing to interpret it and use it as fuel in a good way, not in a like girl bossy way (laughs) to get the year going. I started the planning process for how I wanted the year to unfold in September leading into early October, being very intentional about what words I wanted to focus on and how I wanted that experience to feel and really setting myself up for a solid start to the new year. So I went into October thinking about connection and that connection we have with ourselves, those around us, really prioritizing the relationships that mean a lot because I think that time of year tends to fill up very fast and can be busy. That busyness can take away from genuine quality time with the people you really want to be spending the most time with. And I think there's a part of me that used to think I have to give everything to everyone. And This year, I think I practiced very well clear boundaries and even verbalized some of those boundaries of like, this is what I'm capable of doing. Is that okay with you? And really just met in the middle with the people that I surround myself with and those that I intentionally want to spend time with um, from this fall going forward. November was all about calm and bringing in thoughtful, calming practices, activities, moments. For me, I did a lot of walking and not a lot of meditation, which is something I normally lean towards. Um, I've gotten back into it more recently, but in that time, it just wasn't resonating with me. And I think that's important to remember, like, even when you're setting your New Year's goals, um, knowing that Not every day is going to be a day you can necessarily sit down and meditate. And just because your friend does it every day doesn't mean it's it's your thing or something that 
will necessarily work for you. And it's okay that if you come up with a ritual, it changes. So that's an important energy I like to bring into calm because I think sometimes when I, I see a word that I'm choosing as an assignment. And sometimes if I'm spending too much time trying to cultivate calm in my life, I'm actually like creating a lot of chaos because I think something should look one way instead of just kind of allowing it to be. Uh, so that that was an interesting exercise, but something I'm always working on. Then moving into December, really thinking about clarity. And I challenged myself to just kind of think on this, like during my walks, that's just kind of a certain type of meditation, I guess, or again, did some journaling, not too much, but really took the time to think, okay, where am I feeling like I would access clarity in my life if I tapped into something or tried something or had a bit of fun. So I think just opening yourself up to receiving is huge. Um, I like to think I receive in multiple ways, personally, just kind of like ideas popping in my mind, but, um, a big way I receive is through Shelby. Um, and that's just like, maybe it's an idea I made up in my mind. Maybe it's not real, but I feel like she has a lot of path of least resistance when it comes to this stuff. And I don't really tell her things. And sometimes she just like comes to me with information that I've been asking for, like from the universe. So I really um, enjoy that and she, uh, I think I shared the story I did when we moved into our current apartment, how she kind of like was the path of least resistance because she didn't have all these um, stories and everything made up in her mind about what something should be look like. She just kind of like followed her gut and went for it and it all worked out. So definitely trust in her ability to transfer information to me, which is amazing. So In the month of December, a few different things came up in what I believe is going to bring me clarity going into the new year, and I really want to encourage you to kind of open yourself up to that same, that same idea of receiving. So instead of necessarily planning out your entire 2022 in one sit-down session to create some sort of clarity or what was really control over the next year allow yourself to receive what should come in or could come in or something your subconscious has been toying with but hasn't has been afraid to pull forward and share with you um, more clearly. So for me, one, one thing is revolving around the podcast, kind of like thinking about where this is going, thinking on the way I structured things this year and knowing that, you know what, I really want to bring guests back. I love talking with people. I love chatting with you guys one-on-one, but bringing other creative and entrepreneurial people on here would be so fun. I love meeting people. I love sharing people's stories. I love asking questions and I just think it would be fun and beneficial all around. So that's something I'm planning for 2022 and just kind of like told the universe, like, bring me the people that you think I should uh, bring on. So I've already kind of been building a list and it's not done, but there'll be more to come on that. 
but this episode you're listening to right now is the end of season three. So keep that in mind. We're going to have a little bit of a break at the beginning of the year and come back in spring with these episodes. I cannot wait. Another thing I have felt some resistance around and kind of like felt coming forward is around my hair. And I know that's like a weird subject because many of you may not know, but I have actually a lot of gray hair. And that means that I go to the salon probably more frequently than most people to cover said gray hair. And while I love getting my hair done, like I love the experience, I feel like it's relaxing, I love the feeling afterwards, like fresh, bright color, it's fun. I... I've started to feel kind of like weird about covering the gray. And the truth is, I am going to only get more and more. I mean, I'm assuming because this is what it has been like. I'm going to get more and more gray hairs each year. And I had an epiphany that I am going to miss it. I'm going to miss the process of seeing my hair change. I've already missed a good amount. Um, I can see obviously some of it as like my hair grows out, but I don't know what it looks like, you know, at its in its full experience. Like I see a root of some gray. I don't see like 12 inches of um, gray hair. And it kind of makes me sad. And that doesn't mean I will never color my hair at all. I just think sometime in the next year I may um, want to start growing it out and I wasn't planning on doing this for like 10 years but it just kind of hit me like so when you are covering your gray hair the window in which you're coloring it just gets like smaller and smaller and smaller and while I like getting my hair done I don't want to have to go every three weeks I don't want to go from like being fully brown one day to then like having to transfer to like fully gray I want to be a part of that experience and I've seen some people online share their experience with going gray especially younger people like you know in their 30s or 40s not necessarily when you think of people um having gray hair and so I don't know it's just something that I've been like feeling into and knowing that I want to be in that experience and I don't hiding it isn't feeling great so I don't know when that will happen but I think just coming to terms with that and like accepting that that's how I was actually feeling has brought me a lot of clarity because it's now this process I'm looking forward to I'm greatly looking forward to seeing my hair when the time comes and I think there will be parts of it that are hard just because it's different but I don't know it's something I'm really looking forward to and like Shelby's excited she's loves my gray hair and has you know been begging me to not cover it for forever so I don't know I think it'll be fun when the time comes that I'm ready to kind of like let it go and who knows maybe that'll happen in 2022 leading up to January I've heard a lot of people speak on the topic of um, dry January. And if you're not familiar, that's where a lot of people cut out drinking for the month, especially following the holidays where you're probably drinking even more than normal. And it's just brought up a lot for me around 
the topic of alcohol and drinking in general. I've thought about making podcast episodes on this before, but I wasn't really sure how. And so my experience with alcohol has been pretty normal. Um, I've, you know, mostly been a social drinker. I have like purchased alcohol for to have at home, but I don't really use it much. Um, leading up to 2017, again, I don't know if I've covered this at all in the podcast before, but I wasn't drinking that much and I wasn't enjoying it. And then in January 2017, I just kind of decided I was done one night after going out with friends and that I was going to stop for a while because I wasn't enjoying it. And the next thing I knew, I was kind of enjoying the challenge, right, of doing something outside of what was expected of me and kind of like pushing the boundaries in the social in like my social experience. So at that time I was dating, like I hadn't met Shelby, I didn't meet Shelby till um, August, 2017. So dating while not drinking was a wild experience. Like people like really rely on alcohol in the dating scene. And I, it just kind of, again, that was its own like clarity experience because I couldn't be clouded by having a few drinks and like thinking I'm, I'm enjoying someone more than I am or like not drinking and like going on dating apps. Like all, there was just this certain layer of clarity in that. And it also is making me think like, wow, like what if I hadn't been sober during that time? Would I have found Shelby when I did? Like, what would that have been like? Would I have entertained um, other relationships longer? Like, I don't know what would have happened. And moving into, like, my just, like, job changing and career changing and so many different ups and downs, I continued to not drink through all of 2017, 2018, and 2019. I did not have one sip of alcohol for three years. I didn't set out to do this intentionally. This wasn't a mission at all. But when I did get close to like um, around probably mid 2019, I was like thinking about drinking again, but I knew I wasn't just gonna like pick it up one day. I wanted to like kind of reset a goal. So I did um, say, you know what, I'm going to wait till 2020. Um, 2020 is going to be the year and I'll come back. And obviously the year, you know, New Year's rolls around. Shelby and I are at home. I enjoy some champagne. It was nice. It was lovely. Happy to be back. But the, I don't know. I just, it didn't feel like every, others around me were way more excited about it than me. And I don't have, like, this, in my mind, bad relationship with alcohol, but it doesn't feel amazing, you know? It doesn't feel great, and this isn't just speaking on, like, a bad hangover or whatever. I think just knowing that it's not something that feels like it amplifies me really right like when 
we do have a drink, so we kind of, like, relax and get animated, and that's fun, and, like, I have nothing against that, but at the end of the day, I don't feel more like myself, you know? Like, I, after drinking, you're not like, wow, I'm the most me I've ever been. I feel so aligned with my true self. No, like, absolutely not. It is just kind of like this buffer between you and people, between you and um, the, anything you're going through, mental health, um, career changes, like you and yourself. It is a buffer between you and yourself. And again, I'm I'm just like kind of having all these discoveries, especially now looking back and thinking a lot on this. So I don't know. I think I just was reminded that it's okay not to drink a lot. And my experience since kind of coming back at the beginning of 2020, which has obviously been a little bit different because I haven't done as much social drinking as I probably would have, had things, um, you know, not been in a pandemic, it's still been very up and down. And I think for me, I have felt like I've had one foot in the drinking world and one foot out. And I think I thought I had to be like fully one or the other. Like you're either a drinker or you're not, Zan. Like I was telling myself this. And in reality, like that's not true. But that's kind of like what's my experience felt like and the way people treated me when I wasn't drinking and how they kind of made it. It's I mean, they made it about them. Like people get insecure when you're not drinking around them. I know this sounds really funny, but it's true. Like people act very funny sometimes. Like it's a personal attack that you're not drinking around them. Why are you even here if you're not going to have a drink? And that's terrible. Um, People should be able to show up and socialize and experience anything without having alcohol. But I think I just felt this pressure to pick one, especially like when I was in that coming back into drinking phase. And hearing so many people talk about dry January, it reminded me that I don't have to be in one world, that I can be someone who drinks here and there, but not a lot. And it can change. And if I decide again, I don't want to drink for another three years or ever again, that's fine. And if I decide I do, then that's cool too. Um, Obviously, this isn't like advice for if you're having like a struggle with substance abuse, like that I am not the person for that. This is not what this is about. This is just a healthy experience. Well, at least it feels healthy for me and kind of figuring out my relationship with it and just kind of watching it challenge the people around me more than it challenges me because I feel good about it. And I've seen um, just other people's reactions, whether it's uh, close friends or acquaintances or whatever. It's It's been very eye-opening. I actually like was thinking about it the other day and I haven't had a drink since before Christmas. I had a few drinks for my friend's wedding and it's been a, like two weeks or whatever. And that's okay. And even though that's not that long ago, during this time of year, that is like two weeks in December, not drinking, I think is a lot for most people. I feel like many people, at least the people I I know have, you know, been drinking more frequently than that. And again, this is not in any way to like 
have you judging your experience and saying, oh, I do this. Because if it feels good to you and you're having a great time, like, you should keep doing it. But if it feels icky and something feels off and you don't feel like yourself, well, it's something to think about. And that goes for any area of life. But for me, um, alcohol has just been a very specific thing. Like, I've really done a deep dive just thinking of, like, the psychology of it and just, like, culturally, like... I, my family lives in wine country. Wine is such a big part of like my family's culture without, I don't even know if they realize it. That has been the hard, was the hardest thing for me for the three years I didn't drink was never drinking wine just because it was like built into my culture. Um, and I'm sure many of you have similar experiences with like maybe something like your family does every year around the holidays. Maybe that is involves drinking or, um, maybe just like depending what part of the world you come from or just, you know, different traditions, different experiences. And I think it's just nice to pinpoint like, okay, so like what, what is my experience with alcohol? What, what does that look like? And I think we were always taught that that meant like you either have a drinking problem or you don't. And I don't think it's that black and white. I think there is a lot of gray area in there to serve as information. So again, this is just something to think about and toy with. And the goal at the end of it for me and for you listening is to just like get information, gather information on your experience and make sure that it's, you're doing something that feels good and aligns with yourself. That's pretty much it. And thinking I'm getting clear. I got clarity in thinking that I don't have to be in or out of said communities of, you know, a drinker or a sober person, like I can be just in this middle space. And if that feels good for me, then that's what I'm going to do. The last area I've received a lot of clarity around, which feels a bit premature and I'll explain in a second, is so in the summer, I started thinking a lot randomly and I don't know what brought this up. I started thinking a lot about playing tennis. So I played volleyball for a long time and always had a little bit of an interest in tennis. This sports, um, there are some similarities. There's a net, there's serving, you are not interacting with, you know, your opponent there on the other side of the net. Um, And I've just had a lot of interest in it as a sport and it has just, it's always intrigued me. Ever since I was pretty young, I learned some when I was like, I would say eight, seven, eight, nine. But I, you know, was never like a long-term tennis player or anything. But coming back, I've been thinking a lot about it. And it started in the summer and I was talking to my family about it. And then randomly, Shelby surprised me with uh, tennis lessons for Christmas. And ever since, I've been so excited. I have not taken a single lesson yet, but I, my like whole mentality has changed (laughs) and like, this is why I say it's premature because like I could go take a few lessons and decide I hate it, right? Like it might be terrible, but that too would bring a sense of clarity because I would now know like, Hey, maybe that's not for me, but I have it decided in my mind that like, this is my new thing, that I'm a tennis player that this is going to be a huge part of my life and the way I spend a lot of my time. And 
it's going to be fun and competitive and like exercise and all these things that I don't know, just the idea of it seems so fun and has me lit up. I feel like I'm even talking like more excitedly um, ever since I brought it up. But I, so I haven't, I haven't done my first lesson yet. Uh, Shelby got me four lessons to start with. So enough to kind of get me going and figure out if this is something I want to do long term. Like guys, I don't even have a tennis racket. Like I, I'm literally just borrowing the trainer's in the beginning because like I, if I, you know, what if I hate it? What if this isn't for me? But I had fun already doing a little bit of research on like tennis rackets and tennis fashion because it just seems fun. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I don't know, I'm just like giddy about it and getting excited about playing a sport. Uh, volleyball is something I still love so much. I haven't played in a million years, but, um, like a real, real game, but it, it's not as easy. I feel like to play casually. I feel like a lot more people in like my age group are playing sports like golf or tennis or something like that. So I'm hopeful that it would be easier to like pick up games or get in a league or something long term if that's something I mean maybe I'm crazy but I just see myself doing it it's this vision in my mind and I if it's getting me excited and I I hope that you find something that feels as exciting as that and this in some ways feels like the opposite of clarity because I have no idea going in like what could happen but it's fun and I'm enjoying it so that is that is clarity to me. Trying something I've been wanting to try is going to bring a sense of clarity. It's going to bring me one step closer to something that's going to bring me happiness because maybe I'll try tennis and I'll hate it, but then I'll go back to playing volleyball again and that will make me happy. Like it's all bringing us back to ourselves. And so this is where I'm saying Shelby gets a lot of credit because while she knew that I was interested in tennis, we hadn't really talked about it much since the summer. And I guess it just, the universe gave her the 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 idea and she followed through on it and I'm very very excited and grateful to get started and I think this is like the this feels much better to me than the stress of planning out the entire year which is something you know as like an entrepreneur who works for themselves you have to do a good amount of just in general to plan for the future to plan for your time um if you have a family members or kids, like they have schedules, like there's planning that is going to be involved in every area of life. But to me before it has felt like the stressful, like, um, constricted experience and like a control thing, that control feeling and not so much like this fun, excited feeling. And that leads into my word of the year. So, I was thinking about it for a while and I just, I wanted something that felt light and fun. And for a while I was thinking about like the word colorful because I do want more color in my life. Even if my hair is going to go gray, it is a, uh, adding some interest, if you will. I, and when I say gray, like guys, I, re- I really do have a lot of gray hair. You'll, you'll see one day, you'll see one day. Um, 
And even just thinking about like wardrobe, like wanting to wear more color and in interior design, wanting to use more color. I've just, I've seen too many neutrals. It's boring. I'm bored. Like I want to bring interest in, in so many ways. So I was thinking about the word colorful, but it just, it, it was kind of a little too specific. And so I was thinking a bit more about other words that were similar. And this led me to land on the word for my word for 2022, which is playful. And I feel like this connects so well to everything I've mentioned uh, in this episode with having fun trying a new sport, um, accepting where I'm at with like my experience with alcohol, not putting this pressure on it, having to be in or out, just be like, it's this playful experience and I get to do what feels good. And same with my hair, getting to be a part of that experience feels playful and fun. And most of all, coming back on the podcast season four with some fun guests, like that's like, feels like a play date with a friend, right? Like getting to share their lived experience, how they got to where they are, what makes them happy, what lights them up, how they're adding to this world. Like I... I'm really excited about it, and I hope you guys are too. Again, we will be coming back this spring for season four, and follow along on Instagram to stay up to date on when that will be launching. I've already got some very fun and unique guests signed up, and I know it's going to be an incredible year. I love you guys. Thank you for coming on this journey with me for the one episode a month. It's probably going to look different in the coming year, but that's part of being playful, switching things up, trying something different, and following our gut wherever we go. I love you so incredibly much, and I will see you in 2022.